Hey everyone, welcome to Views from the 902. This is where our interview segment of the show is, and we have a special guest with us today who is a man, if you're familiar with the Toronto hip-hop scene, he needs no introduction. He is a two-time Juno nominee and a two-time Much Music Video Award nominee. We have with us, welcome to the show, Solitaire. Greetings, greetings, out to the East Coast. How y'all doing? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. We're good. Yeah. So open up. Amazing, amazing. So I touched on that a bit about two-time Juno nominee. So as a two-time Juno nominee, is there an award you've won or have been nominated for that is most special to you? And if so, which award or nomination would that be? I was I, was, I won the Producer of the Year for the Canadian Urban Music Awards. If you're going to ask me what year it is, I'm going to say I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might have been like 2001. <laughs> so that was great. Um wow. That was, you know, I was coming off of producing Bacardi Slang and Easy mm -hmm. to Slip at that time. Yeah. Um, I was nominated for the Much Music Video Award for Best Hip Hop Video for Easy to Slip. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I think I always got cheated out of winning. <laughs> but, um, you know, it goes without saying, you know, I think, um, I can't remember who won that year. But I think those, were, mm -hmm. those two uh, nominations were... Well, the victory, the Canadian yeah. uh, uh, Urban Music Awards Producer mm -hmm. of the Year, that was, I guess that would be my favorite since that's the one I won, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I saw you released yeah. a new single a month ago with Keisha Fresh. So what would you say is the most different thing about releasing music in today's industry compared to when you first started releasing and producing music? Oh, uh, besides everything? <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, the fact that, uh, you know, I... You know, as a producer, I was doing, I was obviously making beats, mm -hmm. but I was not familiar with the whole process of recording and mixing. Mm -hmm. And over time, traveling and going to different studios and learning more about the industry and learning more about the, the technology in the studio, um, now I pretty much oversee my entire process from the production to the mixing, um, to the to the mastering at my studio shouts mm -hmm. out to my studio for sound media uh with my partners um so yeah i think the fact that i can produce a song today and have it be released to the world within 24 hours is probably the most significant difference between when i was releasing music back in the you know the late 90s early yeah. 2000s to now oh sure. yeah especially in the age of streaming we're in yeah. right now too so yeah exactly to touch a bit more on your producing credits, one of your biggest one was Chuck Clare with his album Ice Cold. So, you yeah. that that album had four tracks that were certified gold. So, how did it four feel? Tracks when, you produced the four tracks yeah. that you produced. They went gold. Yeah. So, how does it feel yeah. to have contributed to that? That was an amazing moment in time because it was like he was the first one to to sign a big Canadian deal in the country and the mm -hmm. album went gold in 30 days. So like we really got swept wow. up in a whole whirlwind and it was really uh, a family affair in terms of how that came mm -hmm. together. Like you said, I produced five tracks on there. Cardi Cardinal produced five tracks on there. Socrates did a couple. So it was like, it was all in house and the energy was just, you know, mm -hmm. it was just a great vibe to be around. So, mm -hmm. it's, so it's definitely one of my most, memorable that was my i'd say that's my first professional album that was because that was my first placement was doing those records on chocolate's album oh for sure and yeah i don't know if this transfers over for you like maybe chocolate is your favorite artist but if it isn't who is your favorite artist that you've worked with in your career 
Ah, that's a good question. Who's my favorite artist that I've worked with in my career? Ooh. <laughs> uh, um, I'd have to say, you know what? As a as a as a like a in the working in the studio, there's some R&B artists that I've worked with, like uh, Julie Black and and Glenn Lewis and. Um, you know they're incredible when you're sitting in the studio working with them to see their talent level. Melanie Durant is another one, obviously Cardi. But I mean, you know what I would have to say? One of my mm-hmm. favorite artists to to work with in the studio nowadays is this artist um, that I work with. He's a you know he's become a mm-hmm. friend and a brother of mine, yeah. Drew James. Oh wow, Drew James, and he's you know it's for for uh, for. If, if for only one reason, because we have such a good shorthand, like I record and mix all this material and yeah. he's, he's so devoted to the craft and we've been working together for like the past five years, Oh yeah. but I'm sure I'm missing, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch. Like Nina Sky mm-hmm. was incredible working on Nina Sky's uh, project that <laughs> the unreleased project, at least anyway. Mm-hmm. And, um, my boy Cypher Sounds, we did a lot of production uh, during like the mid 2000s, mm-hmm. we were working on a lot of music, and so that was some good times. So there's a few, there's a few. Uh, I, that, that's I'd have to really sit down and reflect on that. Well, while we're on the topic of Canadian hip hop here, and we talked briefly about the Juno Awards before, I want to know what your thoughts are on the Juno Awards. You might have seen they're splitting the rap recording of the year award into multiple categories like rap album slash EP of the year and rap single of the year. With hip hop already breaking ground as being added to the televised Juno broadcast, as you know, because 1998 they didn't televise it, and there was that whole thing with uh, Northern Touch and the Rascals. But, of course, in 1999, they started televising that. But would you say now that they're splitting up even more hip-hop categories, introducing them at the Junos, that it's even more groundbreaking? I mean, it's, I think it's an indication that they're trying to mm-hmm. they're trying to keep up with the culture. Yeah. I think there's still, there's still obviously ways to go, but I think there's more people who are further up the food chain that yep. are influencing the decisions about how the Junos deals with hip hop and mm-hmm. like uh, and honors it as a as a genre that's worthy of being recognized on a national stage like that. So mm-hmm. I think it is important. If there's anything that's kind of necessary for the infrastructure of the Canadian music industry pertaining to hip hop is there's got to be like some kind of uh, dare I say a star system so mm-hmm. the fact that they're kind of breaking it down to give lesser uh, na- less like lesser widely known artists the opportunity to kind of come up and you know in different stages mm-hmm. I think it's an important part of developing artists to be ready for yeah. like the, the mainstream uh, commercial success. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think overall it's, it's a good thing and it, it allows yeah. more, oh, for sure. more diversity in the style of hip hop that gets exposure. Yeah. I want to know thing. We talked about your production before when little Wayne released the flyest and it was widely confused for a Dr. Dre production. What were your thoughts on that? That was, a, that was, a, that was, a, that was a bittersweet moment because we didn't get to capitalize on it. And, that, and mm-hmm. the, the flyest was actually a song I took his vocals mm-hmm. <laughs> and made it my song because after it was released, obviously, once it gets leaked, it's like, yeah. that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, and, yeah. that, and it wasn't like, it'd be different if it leaked and it was finished. It leaked and there was no chorus on mm-hmm. it. Somebody was somebody dropped, you know, uh, 
they dropped voice note like they dropped tags all over mm-hmm. it so we didn't even get an opportunity to to let it be known that it was myself and cypher sounds that 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 made that beat so it was one of those things where it's kind of like you you get validation personally mm-hmm. but the public profile of getting like oh that was yeah it wasn't dre it was like yeah. these new cats you know uh, what i mean like yeah certain things that we would have been able to capitalize mm-hmm. on had there been social media mm-hmm. back in those days oh, you know yeah. what i mean but yeah yeah, it was, a, it was, you know, a lot, we, ha- and we had a lot of near misses like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and it was interesting. I do have, excuse me, I do have a question for you. Is, yeah. would you say that the flyest or any other specific release was the most memorable to you? If it isn't the flyest, which one was it? For me, I, I think for myself, it has to be easy to slip because that's so, that is the song that, um, people really resonate with to this day and it's mm-hmm. like you know it's 20 over 20 years old and it still is the defining song of my career because the truth of it still you know is still yeah. it still uh you know reflects today's reality mm-hmm. uh so i would have to say that between that and bacardi slang obviously i have a body of work and received awards and done a lot since then but you know, it's hard to to not hold your like that. Those are like my first records as far as like getting that kind of acclaim from my mm-hmm. peers and from the industry. So I would have to say that those are my those are my two favorites. You seem to be uh, figuratively dipping your toes in many facets of entertainment. So producing, making your own music or even in charity for that matters. But yeah. one of the things that you're doing is you've purchased the studio Sound Media alongside three four, sound, uh, media, four yeah. sound Media, excuse me, alongside three other producers. And would you say right. that it's made it easier for you to record music and now collaborate with other artists since you've done this? Oh hell yeah. That was I was that was part of uh, the reason for me getting into that partnership before before I uh invested in that studio, I had bought my first home studio. I took over from one of my partners who's a partner at Four Sound Media Studios right now, mm-hmm. Cortez. So that's how I started. And I just had a, you know, I had a, a, stu- a studio in my apartment, living at Eglinton and Weston Road, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. just kind of hustled my way. And then the opportunity for us to take over a full, you know, full professional recording studio uh, at its own location. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely changed the it changed my it changed my ability it, it grew my ability to diversify and be able to mix properly and be able to like get into like recording and and, and doing like scores for for film and television so it has absolutely increased my ability to to collaborate with and bring artists into the space you know what i mean that they yep. don't they don't have to be afraid of you know of the ops because it's it's in the West End, you know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. in a neutral area, so it's, it's definitely been a, a great thing for for all aspects of my career. Yeah. Well, I saw on your website as well, you have a few other things alongside a few charitable organizations. So as an artist, what's it been like for you working with lots of these charitable organizations out there? I think it's important. I think, I and part of the, you know, I work with this organization, it's called FU, the F stands for Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Uh, the forgiveness project, and we do. My role at in the in the FU project is as the program manager for the jail program that we run at various institutions in Toronto, 
and part of uh, part of our beliefs, uh, you know, part of the discussions that we have when we talk to young men about anger management and conflict resolution, mm-hmm. and and you know the ident- the, uh, the the identity, the male identity, what does success look like, and yep. what does forgiveness look like in your life, and one of the things that we say is, you know, um, as a mentor, as a public personality, as somebody who's, uh, you know, considered a celebrity or a legend, yeah. it's important to to give back. It's important that you that you show people a different a different way of doing things. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and that's really what informs my my uh, my charitable work. Yeah. As a rapper and performer, what would you say the biggest challenge has been since obviously COVID hit in March of 2020, and since we've been hit with the pandemic? No opportunities to perform and practice getting Uh, better on stage, which is uh, most uh, most modern hip hop artists. uh, That's their 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 biggest shortcoming is their is their stage show. Mm -hmm. And I do have a question. So, of course, you're very popular. A lot of your music has been well certified. But for anyone who maybe hasn't heard of you or hasn't listened to your music before, where would you recommend that they start? Like, what song would you recommend? Maybe what album? I think to get a fu- to get a full scope of my career, I started off getting more acclaim for my production work. So I would say, you know, go back to Shockler's first album. My or you know, you can go back to my first single, which was a song called "Silver Surfer" mm-hmm. that I produced and co-produced with uh, one of our uh, you know up and coming producers at the time, a dude by the name of Twelve Inch. Um, he had a, a beat machine that I was able to go over there and he showed me how to use it. And that's how, that's how I learned that, you know, I learned how to produce on various machines, but that was my first official like single on vinyl. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. And oh, then, yeah. you know, there's, there's, you know, there's, I released a few singles after that yeah. one called listen, no doubt. Um, and then I was, you know, Shockler's album produced a bunch of tracks on his album, and mm-hmm. then I produced Bacardi Slang. So yeah. I, I have, um, I have. If I think if you go to the Four Sound Media website, there yeah. should be a, a Spotify link to some mm-hmm. of the work that I've that I've either my releases or work that I've mixed mm-hmm. and done production on. Oh yeah, and I do have yeah. another quick question for you. So if someone were to come up to you or someone were to ask you. If they and tell you that they wanted to become a rapper or grow up to be a hip hop artist, what would be a piece of advice that you give them to get them started down that road? Um, practice every day. It's got to be, you know, if you have to love love what you're doing, you have to love the craft, and you have to realize that it's if you are if this is an artistic endeavor for you. Like if you if you really want to pursue a career in music, it's got to be a lifetime calling you Mm -hmm. know what i mean like some people i'll put it to you this way everybody has their own goals and purpose but for me if an artist or somebody who says they want to be an artist comes up to me and the first thing they say is they want to be famous that's a that's an instant turn off for me (laughs) i'm looking for somebody who's like yo i'm you know i'm I'm an artist and this is the you know this is what my i want my message to be to the world and you know, whether if it's about, it doesn't necessarily have to be about positivity or partying or whatever it is. It yeah. just has to be authentic to who you are. And I think that mm-hmm. has to start from authentic place in terms of being a, an iconic artist. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can't be trying to chase trends. You have oh, to yeah. be trying to innovate and, mm-hmm. and make yourself relevant 
to the current audience in a yeah. new way. And that's as easy as it sounds. It's, it's, that's what makes it in, you know, so tantalizing and people think they can do it, but mm -hmm. not many do. Oh yeah. Well, on this note here, I know we talked a bit before about uh, the song or single you've produced that's been the most memorable to you, but do you have a favorite song or a favorite album you've produced? Favorite song that I've produced? I released a song called Come True, where mm -hmm. I was um, singing instead of rapping. And it yeah. really kind of, I really was in a um, envelope pushing kind of uh, frame of mind. I would have to say that experience of, of doing that and kind of taking that calculated risk as an artist mm -hmm. is one of my prouder moments, and I enjoy producing that record. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I, we have one final question for you here, Solitaire. So for people wondering, what does the future hold for you? What, like, in terms of music, new releases, or any other, like, charitable endeavors or producing endeavors? I will continue to be uh, releasing new music. I actually have a new situation that I'm, I'm developing. I've always been recording, even though I haven't necessarily released music over the over the past few years, because I've been more so doing uh, behind the scenes recording, artist development, that kind of thing, and working with the the Fu project. But in the meantime, I've always been working on music, and I will continue to be releasing more new music uh, with more videos and kind of just. And again, you know, it's not, I'm not um, undertaking it to say that I'm going to be the next number one big, you know, the next Drake or whatever the mm -hmm. case is. I'm, I'm definitely an OG, but yeah. it's more a matter of my passion for music and my passion for hip hop and like, and in, in trying to, to reflect a different perspective mm -hmm. on uh, our community. Yeah. I think it's my obligation and creative calling to do that. So there'll be more music and I'll continue to, to do more community work and mentorship and, um, you know, and, and doing the best, uh, the best that I can to, to, to help my community and, and, and continue to release great music. Well, that's great. And we thank you once again for your time today, Solitaire. It's been great to sit down here and chat with you. Thank you. Amazing. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Send yeah, me a copy of it so I can hear it. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll send you a copy of it. And uh, I mentioned it earlier on in the interview, folks, for those listening to the show right now. Just last month, Solitaire released a single with Keisha Fresh. We're going to play that for you right now. We're going to go to some quick commercials. Then we'll be back with that song. So once again, thank you to Solitaire. We're going to go to some quick commercials, and we'll be right back. Thank you, everyone. Peace.